What up, though? This is Elton Anderson Jr., a.k.a. Detroit Chopra. And today we're talking about humans and the design of us as human beings. I just found out about this, this I don't know, it's a way to check out. It's, it's deeper than astrology. It's deeper than personality types. It is a, uh, a way to figure out how we are, in fact, designed. And today's guest is way more than somebody who facilitates human design readings. She's way more than a mystical, magical being. Today's guest is literally explaining to us why we are all God. So we're going to dive. We're, we're going there. That's what I said for this season of Detroit Chopra podcast. We're going there and we're going to understand how to, def- how to find the God within you and how to let that, that God shine in every facet of your life. So without further ado, I have the incomparable Jazz. She's going to go by one name today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, everyone. Yes. So we're here in your beautiful home. You just got here to Bali in October? Yeah. Um, November 2020. November 2020. Yeah, so last year. Yeah, so yeah. maybe like six months. Yeah, like six months, yeah. And you had to like feel your way through Bali. Yes. And recently I found out your journey of getting here to Bali. I want to get into that later, yeah. but that is yeah. that story is yeah. insane. But I said we're going to start off with this because I want people to get to know you as we unravel. We'll start with God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start big and then go small and get to know jazz on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I Let's like do that. that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I think one of the one of the reasons why I'm here on this planet is to be a presence of remembrance for mm. people's divinity. Mm. I think it that's that's what I know I've done for myself. And a lot of times we don't um, really talk about or celebrate the things that we've done for ourselves. We're oftentimes really wanting other people to like celebrate or affirm affirm, affirm or validate validate yeah. yes and something that i'm really proud of myself that i've done for myself is that i have unearthed my identity as god so i'm i'm celebrating that that mm-hmm. I, I am the one that took responsibility to do that um and through that i've been able to reflect other people's divinity them so that they can go and do what they came here to do on this planet i have this vision that if everyone on this earth is in and on their purpose um i mean the world looks like such a different place it will look exactly how it was meant to look yeah because we've been even the illusion that the kingdom of god is not within us Mm -hmm. is the illusion that creates the separation and so when you say, hey, you are God, people tense up because I'm, I'm sure like you, I mean, I'm sure like me, you grew up in a church. I mean, maybe? I grew no? up, okay. I, I think we all grew up in the church because yeah. the church is colonialism and yeah. wherever you are there, it is. <laughs> like, it's popping it's, up everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. Um, so I know the Bible. I know Jesus Christ. I know the stories around that. And still they are come from a place of worship and not devotion. Ooh, break that down, because that's a word. Worship and not devotion. Yes. Um, Everything that we have been 
taught to know about God comes from a very disempowered place. It mm -hmm. comes from a place where we are beneath yep. and God is above. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things or, or, you know, a lot of beautiful things about um, the New Testament where Jesus arrives and starts telling all these new parables and stories about how to understand yourself as God, but they weren't understanding it back then, is that, you know, how can I, how can I call you my servant when yeah. you know my business now? I've told you everything that I know about God. Yeah. I've told you everything I know about the kingdom within. So you're not below me anymore. Yeah. You're now with me. Yeah, exactly. You and I are the same status, right? And so because we're in the same status, we now have a relationship. And what do you do when you are in relationship with someone? You don't worship them. You're in devotion to them. Mm. You are in relationship. You have a relationship with what they do, and they have a relationship with what you do. Yeah. So I'm no longer this person that's, like, trying to get free or I'm a sinner or I'm always going to be less than I am now God. Yes. And that's so much power in that. And I think what you're doing is when you said you said you want to you're on this mission of remembrance, mm -hmm. but that remembrance is your power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's all that is. And so when people can start reclaiming that I am God, then they'll start acting in godly manners mm -hmm. and you won't have to put the ego of religion and say, this is an angry God or you'll go to hell yes. or you're, you won't send your own self to hell. Mm -hmm. Who would send their own self to hell? Because we only truly honestly know our own hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so is that, does that change how you look at people in general? Like, how do you see, you meet somebody, do you see like, what do you see when you see people? Okay. Because <laughs> hey, this is something you must not have been asked before <laughs> Well I have like two answers So okay. when I'm looking out to other people I see a lot of people that have forgotten their true identity Okay So I'm looking at them And I know that they're God But they don't know that they're God And when I'm looking out at them as God, I'm not saying that you have to behave a certain way and that's what makes you God. Because that also is coming from a very humanistic point of view, mm -hmm. which is a hierarchy. Yeah. Humans invented hierarchy. God doesn't have like a hierarchical system. It's given right? it's given judgment vibes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Big judgment energy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, here I am looking at them and and I know that they're God, um, but they see themselves as individuals. Yeah. And that's and so much separation. So much separation, and it's exalted. Individualism is very much exalted in our collective. Mm. If you are an individual, then you are higher than everyone else. You have a status. You have a status. I'm are a you CEO. different? Yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a AKA, yeah. or I'm a, you know. <laughs> which is which is fine. You know, these are all little little markers in where we kind of grow or draw our territory. We say, I'm an AKA, so this is my territory. Yes. I'm a mother, so this is my territory. And all the while, we're like, you know, drawing these little territories out, we're separating or othering yeah. the people around us mm -hmm. by saying, mm -hmm. you're not this thing, and I am, so I'm going to be here, and you're going to be there. Yo. And so we'll never really identify as God because God is that oneness, including all the people that you think are not God. I mean, let's talk about it because God is the idea of God to me. And you again, stop me the second I'm wrong is that 
God is experiencing itself through each and every one of us. Absolutely. In a way. Yeah. So in the same way that God is a mother, God is a murderer. Mm-hmm. In the same way that God is a parent, God is a pedophile. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I hate to, you know, use these terms, but they're only triggering because they're they're real. Yeah, I mean, they're and they're only <coughs> triggering because our brains cannot compute the massiveness of God. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of, like, um, I'll just say feedback <laughs> uh, from people who grew up in Christianity or yeah. uh, evangelicals, and... Um, and they'll say things like, you know, do you think that you're smarter than God? And I'll say, no, because that would, that would be a thought that only a human could think. Mm. That's a hierarchy. Yeah. I nev- I'm in relationship with God. Yeah. I'm not above nor below God. And the thing with victim consciousness is that once you have been told that you are below something, the consciousness takes over and you are below it all the time. Mm. So there's a difference between being a victim and living under victim consciousness, just yeah. like there's a difference between being white and living under whiteness consciousness. So those are two separate things. You can have, you know, incredibly, like, depressing, deep, traumatic moments happen to you, and in that moment, you are considered a victim. But as soon as that moment ends, you take that identity and you carry it with you through everything that you do. And when you're holding on to that identity, another identity such as God cannot enter because it's free will. I'm sorry, I'm speechless because <laughs> what that is that is something we talked about. I was uh, having this conversation on um, my Instagram, and I was saying that I was just saying like I feel fully healed. Mm. I had a lot of identities to your point that I latched onto a lot of victim identities. And I was just woke up one day. I was sipping some chai tea. Oh, I brought your chai tea, by the way. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was sipping some chai tea, and I was like, I don't. I could I could not compute an identity that I had latched onto. So when I think about the the 3D world, that's a lot of a lot of attachment to all these identities. So whether it's oh I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, oh I'm Black Lives Matter or I'm KKK. Oh, I'm whatever or whatever. All these identities, the more that I release my identity, because I used to be the photographer. I used to be the TV show host. And the more that I get to Elton and the more that I get to self and the more that I get to to I, then I understand that I is a collective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as you're talking, we're like moving kind of up this scale or <clears throat> if you want to see it more as like a timeline. And, and not linearly, if that triggers you. Um, this is what I guess the spiritual world would call asen- ascension, right? Mm. Now, the problem that I personally have is that um, people are running away from something as opposed to into something. So everyone wants to escape 3D. They're like, yeah. I don't want to be a human. I don't want this 3D <laughs> world. I don't want... But 3D is simply form. Mm. that's all it is it's Mm -hmm. a third dimension it's just form it's where form takes place it's where non-physical becomes physical yeah right and on the physical plane we get to learn so much about the non-physical plane so earlier we were talking about 5d and like you know people ascending to these 
consciousness of love and oneness and all these different things. But there's a reason why you have been able to taste that so that you can bring it back to form. Because yeah. oneness and love and all these, these are non-physical entities. These are non-physical energies, frequencies. It's not a place that you live and stay. Yeah. You don't stay there. Yeah. You taste it so that you have something to measure when you come back to 3D. And that's the responsibility of 5D anybody. I don't yeah. care if you're a 5D spiritual teacher, guru, Even whatever. Jesus. Even Jesus. Actually, if you guys really, if, if you guys are really open. We're about to go there. <laughs> um, you can read these books called The Law of One, channeled by Ra. Yes. Okay? I know about The Law of One. <laughs> that is, yes, people are not ready for that. Go ahead, though. Look, The Law of One is a beautiful book that really shows our understanding of dimensions. Yeah. And then it even goes on to further break down how Jesus was actually just in the highest octave of 4D. Yeah, yeah. The love of Jesus, the man that came to show Christ consciousness, was really just the highest octave of 4D. So in each octave, there are infinite octaves, let's say seven, mm -hmm. and Jesus was the seventh of the 4D. Mm. So when people are telling me that they are in five, six, seven, eight D fine that's I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna dismiss go, you go go off sis go off <laughs> i'm not gonna dismiss you know where you are on the timeline but we also have to kind of put things into context that if jesus this man came to awaken christ consciousness and everyone is waiting for jesus to come back they think he's gonna come with a horse and a chariot down the middle of the sky and he's not he's already here <laughs> Because he left his consciousness here. It's consciousness. It's yeah. Christ consciousness. The awakening, the second coming of Christ is, is Christ consciousness. Mm. Um, and Christ consciousness is compassion. Deep understanding yes. and compassion. Yes. And if we understand that compassion <coughs> is empathy and not sympathy, because empathy is inside of something. Mm. And sympathy is with. So normally when people are going through something, we're like, oh, I have so much empathy for you. No, you don't. Because you barely even touched any emotional tangent that I'm on yeah. are you inside of me right now how do we get inside of someone through deep listening mm, and feeling well, you don't even have to feel you're just listening to the person then you fall inside of them mm. it's kind of like when you're listening to a meditation track mm -hmm. and you just fall into the meditation wow. how often are we deeply listening to the other person with every fiber of our being we're not thinking about our response we're not thinking about anything else that's going on. It's just me and you. Yeah. And whatever you're saying, I am. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're saying, I'm becoming. Whatever you're saying, I'm falling into. Yeah. Because this, this is a good chance to talk about empathy because a lot of times, and we do it, I'm so guilty of it, and this is something that I'm starting to have a consciousness about, is that if somebody tells you something, they'll say a couple different phrases like, oh, well, at least it's not. Mm -hmm. If you tell me... <laughs> If I see you lost a leg, <laughs> well, at least you at least both legs. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing to do. The second thing is, uh, or if somebody is going through something that's, like, deeply emotional, let's say a divorce or the loss of a loved one, it's like, oh, well, I lost my such-and-such, mm -hmm. -such too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not empathy. That is you inserting yourself into this person's wounds. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to be in somebody else's womb. Mm -hmm. Because how scary would it be to lose yourself in another person? Mm. I would be terrified. A little right. Bit. So many of us have not even touched the tip of compassion. 
Mm-hmm. But we're saying that we're ascending. Ascending to where? Yeah. If you're trying so hard to leave, falling into the 3D, falling into the people that you meet on the street who have no food, have no water. I mean, Ramdas always says that if you actually fell into the homeless person on the street, he would be sleeping on your couch. Because yeah. how could you see yourself in that thing and not do anything about it? We do it every day. We do it every day. Like, it's almost like a survival mechanism because when you start to open yourself up to that level of compassion, it's overwhelming to, to keep breathing on yeah. the planet. Oh, it's for like, sure. What am I supposed to do about all this stuff? And this is another reason why people reject their identity as God because it calls forth a radical responsibility of their life. Yeah. No one's controlling your life. Yeah. Sad. It's sad. As sad as it may seem, like, you are the reason why. You can fill in the blank. You are the reason why. You are the reason why you have a million dollars. You are the reason why you don't. Mm -hmm. And so when I learned that, it was, it was actually, I really, what I really wanted to do was say, I'm a black woman, and these are the reasons why I don't have these things. Oh, that's victim. Mm -hmm. I'm oppressed. I am the most oppressed <laughs> right. You pull out the scale. Look, even even Asian women are above me. Yes. And and we have those rankings like we talked about earlier. But we uh, let's tiptoe into money because you brought up a million dollars just now. <laughs> let's tiptoe into money because I had a very, uh, a very. And this is when we're going to start getting into the jazz world. OK, we start off okay. with God and 5D and Christ consciousness. <laughs> But I want to get into a little bit more of your story. Okay. Me and my buddy had a really deep conversation. His name is O'Neal. He's been on two episodes. That is my <laughs> brother. You got to meet him. Um, I think you guys from the same galaxy. <laughs> I'm serious. Say whatever. Y'all neighbors. Y'all are the same soul family. But um, with O'Neal, we were talking about money this morning. And we were mm -hmm. talking about how... Um, he said it so perfectly. Let me see if I can re repeat it. Basically, he said that money is like a watered-down version of our energy. Mm. So you know how like money is energy, mm -hmm. and the exchange of money is through value. So mm. the way that we make money or the, the way that we receive money or attract money, it money we don't want money. Mm. We want the things that money allows us to have mm -hmm. and if you go deeper we want the feelings that money allows us to have mm -hmm. so if you want a home if you want a mansion if you see somebody with a mansion you're like oh, i want that no you want that feeling of security or that mm -hmm. feeling of of being able to be hospitable or host your family and yeah. protection and yeah. and whatever it is and so when you start thinking of that we were talking about we were just going deeper into want what you want but it's never money mm. so maybe we could speak to that because i know you have a story a million stories so wherever you want to go <laughs> i mean i think money is so beautiful because it's literally just a reflection mm. it's just a reflection i don't i don't really have any like negative feelings i don't have anything about money because let me back up a little bit. So last summer, I um, I was just about to go into uh, a, a breathwork facilitator training to become a breathwork facilitator. 
And the day before I had one of my first sessions, um, I was sitting in the car with my daughter. She was sleeping in the back. And I had my journal with me, but it was on the ground. And I just heard a voice say, pick up your journal. So I picked it up. <laughs> and actually, that journal is right there on the table. Yes. I picked it up, and I just started writing, just writing thoughts about money. It just, they weren't my thoughts, but the, it was a conversation. It was money was talking to me, like the consciousness of money. Ooh. And so I was writing to them, and I said, this is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> what's going on? I said, do I call you money? Like, what, what do I call you? And they say, you know, money is very loaded. Why don't you just call us divine currency? Oh, okay. I love it. So... Divine Currency and I have been on this one-year journey Divine understanding currency. old paradigm money and new paradigm money. Whoa. So what he's talking about is very much an old paradigm way of money. Mm. What we want, what we trade, what all these things are is how we've been taught to understand energy exchange. And new paradigm money is not, is, is not like that. Because money... Divine Currency always says that we don't actually get to choose who we go to. That's not, that's not a law that we choose. Okay. So it's, I'm not getting a direct, I'm not getting a cash app from Divine Currency. <laughs> is that what we're saying? So basically <laughs> what I was asking them was, why is it that so many perceived bad people have money and not perceived good people yeah, have money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, because bad people love themselves and good people don't. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast. You have a blessed day battle. <laughs> that is so much to unpack right now. I know. Wow. Because the first person I thought about was Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. That's like the first person. I'm like. But he's he, a narcissist. Yes, he loves himself. He's so authentic too. He's, he's so authentic to him. He's so authentic to him. So what would God rather, if you were God, what would you rather do? Would you rather reward someone who has identified themselves as God? Or would you reward someone who has not? You can't judge what they're doing. It's law. Wow. <laughs> Wow, my brain is fried. So the biggest downfall in Christianity is that everyone is asking for donations. Why? Every, why? If you are here to do the Lord's work, why are you asking for donations? Why don't you have enough to sustain your mission? Yeah. Why, do you, why are you a mega church pastor with worth $50 million and your parishioners mm -hmm. can't even get a loan for you to pay their, their rent? Mm-hmm. Because you have them in victim consciousness. And in victim, being in victim consciousness or leading groups that have people in victim consciousness are the most lucrative businesses on our planet today. Yeah, yeah. Debt is the second most lucrative business on this planet. Yeah. And debt is a result of victim consciousness. And people, again, me included, I'm not... Oh, and I'm, I'm not in a, debt. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I have debt. <laughs> you know what I mean, I have student loans. I have credit card debt. So it's not, yeah. it's not a. This is not a bashing of yeah, yeah, yeah. victim. Like you're a victim. But what I'm saying is, now that I've stepped out of that paradigm, mm -hmm. I can see how I got into debt. Yes, yes, and that's because I was going to speak to my own victimhood, mm -hmm. and that remember I talked about how I feel healed. Mm -hmm. Is like every identity of victim, every victim identity I remove, the more healed. 
I feel. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you can heal those things because you're rewriting the stories and you're getting closer to the consciousness of Christ, mm-hmm. which will bring these divine coins. <laughs> I mean, it's true, though, because yeah. I think everyone's waiting to feel loved or to mm-hmm. feel love. But what we're not understanding is that love is not a feeling. It's an identity. Wow. Like you are love. It's not you feel love or I receive love or I exchange love or it's not a currency. It's an identity. And Mm. if we keep treating things that are not currency as currency and things that are currency as not, this is where we have this whole misunderstanding on who are we? Who, what do I do? Why am I broke? Why am I not broke? It's, and then, and then the worst part, of it all for me is that people then identify these rich people as bad and that something that they don't want to be. Yes, yes, yes. So then it makes, it makes a lot of money look evil. And you know, we all got the Bible verses Mm -hmm. like they can't go through the head of a camel Mm -hmm. and the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, it really is this consciousness, like, we're going to keep using that word because that's what it is. Yeah. And we can't break out of it. Yeah. And so then we oppress ourselves. And that is the biggest illusion that whoever, whoever you want to say, lizard people or <laughs> uh, Illuminati or whoever you want to call, like, I don't really get into conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories to me are so interesting. I just they like, ooh, are. tell me more. I just like, I just, it's literally like watching, like... Cartoon Network. I'm like, ooh, yes. tell me more about these yes. different stories because I don't attach to any of those things. Yes. But we are in this in this cycle of, of victimhood. So you share with me uh, when we first met. We just met like last week. Yeah. And you were sharing with me your journey from uh, public assistance. Mm-hmm. And now you're here in this. Y'all, her house in <laughs> Bali. <laughs> I'm not about to play with y'all. This place is a vibe. How did you, what, t- we have to know this story because yeah. it was such a powerful story when I first met you. Yeah, I mean. And this last was last year, year. This is last year. On public assistance. Mm-hmm. This ain't even, this is, in a whole panini, she was in on public <laughs> assistance. So you need to tell us how you got out of that. Well, okay. So I am, I'm going through my old journals right now. And I, I read through a journal from 2014 yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the identity of who I thought I was, I thought I was a sinner. I thought I was this bad person because of all these bad things that I've done and that these bad people don't deserve good things. So that was number one. Yeah. Like, if I'm God and I have kids, let's say, let's, let, let's even play for a minute. Let's do the whole patriarchy thing. God is the father. God has these kids. You know, as a father, you want your kids to, like, grow up and have these characteristics of being these good people. Now, what we naturally do, just Maslow's kind of thing is, yeah, we just reward the things that we like and we don't reward the things that we don't like. So if I believe that I'm a sinner, I believe that I am below, then I'm going to keep reflecting or those realities are going to keep showing up. Your outer world is just simply your inner world. Exactly. So if you have public assistance consciousness, if you got hot girl summer consciousness, (laughs) if you, but we could create whatever we want. But but see, but this is, but this is also the beautiful part of it. Yeah. 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 You're realizing that you could create whatever you want. Whatever. Literally. And that's the first step in understanding that you are God. 
Because mm-hmm. what is the what is the main characteristics of God? It's to create life. Yeah. It's the creator. It's just to create. Just and to create anything. Yeah. Anything. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, just like you said, if you want to create a million dollars, you can you can create a million dollars. It's gonna take you're not gonna just jump from being on welfare to a million dollars. It's steps. Yeah. It's steps of manifestation. But anybody with a million dollars in their bank account right now had to have had the consciousness yep. that they were going to have a million dollars. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, a few weeks ago, I kind of just wrapped up this thought that came to me about the, um, the levels of manifestation. So we go from want to need to desire. Okay. I think and, I know where you're going. Okay. And then we go from experience, create, become. Yep. Yeah? That's it. So the first <coughs> three levels are us in our pure humanity, just humans. Want, need, desire. I like that. That's it. And then we shift. Something happens. When we go from I desire this thing to I want to experience it, we jump into our godness. (sighs) You are dropping bars today, Jazz. (laughs) I just don't. (laughs) Finish the sentence. (laughs) So now we're in experience. And what happens in experience is that we don't really care either way. It's like I'm I'm just God here experiencing life. So whether I make a million dollars or not, it's not that big of a deal. And our ego doesn't have anything to attach to. So it allows flow to come in. Mm. So here we are, we're in experience. And we're like, okay, that's cool. I could, I could take it or leave it. And then we realize, wait a minute, I could take it or leave it. I have a little bit more power than that. I can create it. <laughs> so now we're, we're in this mode of we're identifying as God. I know I have omnipotence i know i have this powerful being to like create something and we're like okay this is cool wow i just created this thing but i could probably do more because consciousness is always expanding and even after this there's going to be something more then we say i don't want to go to bali i don't want to experience bali i am bali Mm. (laughs) we become it yeah that's it that's it it's the it's the being it's 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 also in a simpler way that I talk about it, but I love 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 the way you put it because it it it, it takes you up a ladder. It's a ladder. Mm-hmm. Everything a is ladder. a ladder. It's a ladder. You Everything don't just is, jump and uh, that's the thing. Like if you're at want, <coughs> stay at want. Yes. Be there. Get really comfortable. Know what it feels like. Mm. Don't forget it. Mm. So that when you go to need or desire, like you're fully raptured in that. Be, and, that's, and that's being present. That's being present. If you're in the mud, be in that mud. Mm-hmm. Learn what that mud feels like. Learn why you like the mud and learn how you created your whole life in the mud. Mm-hmm. And once you understand mm-hmm. that, then to your point, you experience the mud. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like this experience. Mm-hmm. Contrast sharpens desire. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What? Where do... Um, but I was going to say, too, like, so the easier way I explain it mm-hmm. is uh, kind of like the idea of be, do, have, or have, do, mm-hmm. be. You know, same thing, mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have something to, like, I do something to, like, know I am. Mm-hmm. And when you get into that vibration of be, mm-hmm. then everything comes to you. But at the end of the day, like you said earlier, we are love. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring into to this conversation about consciousness money and even becoming a magnet, do you like really use that word in terms of like 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been using I've been using magnet because I'm like, oh, we're attracting. Yeah, what? But use but use what, whatever works for you. But I no, mean, I want to understand why magnet is not really your vibe. Well, because if I'm understanding new paradigm money, divine currency okay. is telling me and 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 is trying to is trying to break through to me to say like, you all are under the um, notion that. People that are rich are bad or people that are, you know, whatever. Um, it's about how much you love yourself. At the end of the day. At the end yeah. of the day. All right. So a magnet is still something in front of me. Mm. I don't want anything in front of me. I am the thing. So I'm not magnetizing these things to me, which is fine. Like, that, just like we just said, if you're, if you're there, stay where you're at and really, like, learn to yield and wield those energies. But if I wake up every single day, and this is not all day every day, but this is the majority, it has gotten longer and longer bouts of me not forgetting that I am God, then what is a magnet? How, how useful is a magnet for me if I created the magnet? Mm, remove everything, everything and just be. And just be God. Don't even be a magnet, just be. Just be God. It, so it was that... Wow, you're, thank you. Um, <laughs> so when was the point where that thought process got you from public assistance, which was last year, which is blowing my mind, to where you are now? So. <clears throat> you talked okay. to the divine currency. Yeah, so, so, we, were, so we, were, we were starting to make a little bit of money at this point, but I'll even go a little bit further and talk about when we had, $200 and we bought um, train tickets. My family and I, we bought train We were just like, let's just do something fun. This is a family of four. <laughs> yes, my husband and my two kids. And this was your last $200? This was our last $200 <laughs> and we were like, let's, let's do something fun. So we didn't have any place to live at this point and um, my husband had asked his brother if we could come and stay with them for a couple weeks and they live in Oregon. And so we were like, let's take a train up to Oregon and like, it would be so fun. The kids could see all the trees and stuff. <laughs> and you were living in SoCal at this point. Yeah. We okay. were living in Long Beach at this point. And so we take the train. It's like a two day trip and it was so much fun. And we get to um, Oregon and I am just, I mean, at this point I'm like deep in, deep in my depression. I call it the void, but I'm deep in the void at this point. I'm crying every night, and I'm just not understanding how I did everything right. I went to school, got the degrees, did, got the jobs, did the thing, and I'm here. And so I'm just, I'm on my knees in their laundry room, and I'm just like, God, if you are out there. Because <laughs> you didn't know it was in there. Yeah. Because God is always it's, in it's there. All, <clears throat> and I, and I want to I circle back to okay, this linear okay. God, because this is really important. Um, I say, show me what my purpose is. Show me what my purpose is. Because I, 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 I knew I came into this world already with an awareness that I have to do something of value. Yeah. I have to add. I have to make a contribution. I have to be of service. Like, I already knew that. And I already knew what a purpose was. Like, you know, just everyone's always talking about, like, don't you want to be in your purpose? Like, find yeah, your purpose. Be your purpose. You never work a day in your life. <laughs> yes, nah, 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 yes, nah. yes. Mm. All of that shit. And then I just heard God said, you are the purpose. Bitch. <laughs> 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 it 
It was like, <laughs> you cannot find something that was ever lost. Wow. And this is why you're so confused. Because you're looking for something that you have. It's kind of like when we put our sunglasses up. And we're like, where are my sunglasses? Where are my sunglasses? Mm -hmm. And it's been on your head the whole time. Or talking on your phone like, girl, where is my phone at? I have done that before. Have you ever done that before? I'm like, girl, where? I'm trying to find my phone. Wait, my bad. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Wow. And that night, just everything just came into awareness for me. It was like, I am the purpose. Wow. Everything I do, every, every way I breathe in and out, it's me. Wow. So when I received that and I allowed it to flow in, ideas of expressing that purpose came into fruition. Mm. And this is what we now kind of think of the trading of value, okay. energy, right? Essentially, people think an equal energy exchange is based off of value. And this is a great system that we've created, but it's not one that will last. Because right now we're in a place in our earth where the earth is literally dying because people are not in their purpose. People are selling things that they have no connection to. It's not an expression of their godness. They could give two fucks. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. only for the money. And this is why then people have this idea that the root of all evil is money. It's not. The root of all evil is not expressing your godness. Because when you're not expressing your godness, you then tie your identity into so many other things such as money mm. but money is not the enemy money yeah. has been trying to come from these shadows for eons yeah and oh, okay so let me calm my heart down because <laughs> you are breaking so many paradigms in my mind so when we talk about when we talk about that because then i start thinking about i want to tap in to abundance in a second. Mm -hmm. I also want to tap into intentions. Like these are two mm -hmm. words that I'm like really on it. But just before we go there, I just want to talk about the idea too with money is so many people, we are taught in society to be money hoarders. Yes. We are hoard, like everybody's a hoarder in this case. Sometimes not though, actually, because then you just spend all your credit card. Mm -hmm. When money comes, money goes, and so there's two different thought processes. Think yes. about it like this. So yeah, this is this is real time thoughts, y'all. So we're just <laughs> unpacking things. But like, you have one case of people that like, oh, I need twenty million dollars in the bank, or oh, I need a million dollars in the bank, mm -hmm. and so they're they're hoarding money, mm -hmm. and it's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Maybe earn a little bit of interest, maybe not. Maybe in some crypto or some stocks, but they're hoarding that money. Then you have other people that, people in my family, people that we know, that can't hold on to money. So you give them $10 or $10,000 and they're spending it like, mm -hmm. I can't do it. So both of those consciousnesses, if you have something, yeah, if you got something to say about that, let's say that. But then we can go in abundance and intentions. Those both are lack consciousness. It's the same. It's yeah. just being expressed in different ways. So if I'm sitting on a million dollars in the bank, that's still a lack consciousness. Yeah. Because you don't think that you're ever going to get more. So you have to hoard it. Mm. And then the overspenders are people that don't know how to regulate the system of having. Yeah. Because they've never had. Yeah. They're, they, they are lack. They have identified as lack. Yeah. And having money would deter or negate the identity that they are attached to. Yeah. So they have to spend it in order to affirm the identity that they have affirmed for so long. Yeah. So... Hmm. Have you spent time in the mud that we talked about earlier? <laughs> yes. You know the mud. You know the mud yes. really well. Yes. I mean, that. this is how we get into debt. Mm. Because 
We believe that having more money will make us richer. That sounds like a riddle. Having more money will not make you richer, especially if you don't know how to tend the garden that you have. So the biggest thing that's missing in manifestation culture is management culture. (laughs) No one teaches you how to manage your money. That's in the financial world. And then the financial world is not spiritual. So we don't go into the financial world because we're spiritual and they're not. Well, you don't know how to manage your money. That's why you're spending it all. That's why you keep writing all these manifestation moon circles, hoping to manifest more because you don't know how to regulate the frequency of having. Wow. How does one regulate the frequency of having? You have to practice just like how we do anything. Mm, If you only have a dollar in your account right now, what are you doing with that dollar? How are you managing? One of the things that I learned through this year of having is that your nervous system has to co-regulate with new ways of being. Yeah. It's period. Like there's no way around it. So what's the quickest way to regulate? I asked God. God, what's the quickest way to regulate? Well, you co-regulate with God. Well, how do I do that? Through your breath. Whenever we receive these new inflations of new identities, we never breathe. We hold our breath like this and hope that we gotta go get another thing. <laughs> Mess around and fart. I try to hold in his breath. <laughs> we never breathe into new consciousnesses of prosperity. Everyone's walking around asking for abundance. You are abundant. It's an abundance of air right now. We have an abundance of time. We have an abundance of electricity running through all these things. But no one is brave enough to ask for prosperity Mm. because then that aches Mm. your beliefs around money. Yeah. And if you don't want to go into your beliefs around money, money doesn't want to come to you. Because the idea of prosperity, people don't even use that word really. No. Nobody really uses that word. Shamed. It's it's funny because I uh, a buddy of mine who's really he's going to be my financial manager. um, Because I don't even want to. You're your own financial manager. Fair enough. So I'll change that 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 script as well. It's changing a lot. But of but things. hold on, but hold on. Let's let's go into this because I can imagine that a lot of people are thinking that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know anything about financial managing. I know nothing about managing my own money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, that's definitely that's huge. That's huge consciousness, and that's the main thing that stops us from learning. Yeah, yeah. You didn't. You, you, if you don't know something, you go and you learn it in small parts yeah so if you have thirty dollars in your bank account how are you managing that how do you think that that's going to be different when you have thirty thousand in there it's going to be the exact same exact same yeah and 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 to that point i mean to that point i think um i when i said he's going to be my manager i know how to manage my money like i i started a whole abundance academy and i've been doing really well with my money that's what has afforded me the opportunity to live out here but you know i'm playing around with some other ideas and and but now that you open me up to the idea of divine currency this is a whole other conversation that we can have so this is like i said this is real time paradigm shifting so i mean i can read you guys the actual we'll, journal we'll, entry oh we'll, oh we'll, <laughs> we can, we're going to we're going to circle back we're going to circle back to all this because I do want to hear. I do want to hear about that. Um, so then let's talk about let's talk about intentions. Let's talk mm-hmm. about because that was another conversation I was having today. And I was saying that um, your intentions are um, like if we're in a car, your intention is 
is the Google Maps. It's the directions. It in my in my in my theory, I was like, oh well, the 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 fuel would be your emotions. Like your emotions, like you wouldn't put diesel fuel in a in a Mercedes Benz. That's like putting fear into your intentions. But if you put love into your Mercedes Benz, then the intentions will will go, and then the universe will be pumping the gas for you, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on, on intentions, and how did your intentions shape your getting you here to Bali? Mm-hmm. I think my biggest intention that has always been from the beginning was gratitude. Mm. I just, I remember every single journal I always opened up with, thank you for this day. Yeah. And then I would go on to complain about all the other things in my life that were shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always, there was always the overarching theme of gratitude. And daily rituals are like one of my most favorite things to like dive into. Because um, I'm not even really that, I, I'm not one of these people that like gets up, does their yoga every day, does the breath work. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah, I'm not that either. kind of person. I don't. I listen to my body. Yeah. I, yeah. I just... I can't, I, I'm not regimented in that way. Um, and you're somebody's mama too. Yeah, exactly. So that's kids, a plot so, twist. <laughs> so I'm not even thinking about any of that stuff. Um, but there is something so powerful about daily rituals. And daily rituals, I would say daily rituals root our remembrance. Mm. They bring us back to zero point field. They bring okay. us p- back to this place where it's just you and the thing that you're doing. And everything can be a ritual. Everything brushing your teeth, washing your body. It's just the attention. The attention fuels the intention. Yeah. So it's like almost like a a set it and forget it. You know, when you are just here in your body, when you're washing your body or when you're brushing your teeth and you're thinking about every single tooth that's getting clean, your attention is the thing that superpowers, whatever the intention is for the day, which is I'm going to have a great day. Something so short and so simple. I'm going to be thankful this day. That's my intention for the day. Yeah. That's my and guiding direction. That's the gratitude. Like yeah. the gratitude is the emotion. Like yeah. is gratitude an emotion? It's yeah. I mean, it's a state. It's a state it's of a being. State. Yeah. It's it's all those things. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. Hmm. Ah, this is. Uh, <laughs> What are we talking about again? Because this I don't is know. we don't we just talking. This is just the talk and talk talk talk. So we're getting here, and um, so you you allowed you allowed you're on the train. Mm. You get to Portland. Mm. What happens next? Like, how did you get to Bali? Okay, so after I realized that I am my purpose, mm-hmm. then I say. I, and this is me still talking to a linear God. And I really want us to talk about this linear God thing. Yes. So maybe, maybe let's pause and go into here for a let's second. Let's do it, yes. So one of the like main feedbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because let me tell you something about this woman. And before we get into all this, this woman is big Capricorn energy. <laughs> So big <laughs> that mama started off the year. She is born January 1st, yeah, 19, 1990. You are literally, this year ain't starting without you. Yeah. 
And I, I was telling Jazz the first day I met her, I said, every Capricorn woman I meet feels like a big sister. No matter the age, no matter, it's a big sister energy because you're a t- you've been... You've been teaching me all 40, we 48 minutes in. You've been teaching me every second of this. And I said that from the first moment. Then I said, I said the first moment I met you, I was like, you are, and we, y'all painting the picture. We were sitting at her feet. It's a lot going on. We were like sitting at her feet. She was teaching us. It was three guys and she was just teaching us, her husband included. We were sitting there like, tell us more, madam. Um, but go ahead. I just had to say that. Yes. <laughs> I had to give out this Capricorn shout yes. out. I mean, I say feedback because Really, it's projections from people, but they don't want to receive their own projections. So I, I just say, okay, it's feedback. Thank yeah. you. Thank oh, you for that. Wow. Um, Let's sit in that again. <laughs> okay, keep going. I just, oh, that's a word. So the feedback, the, the majority of the feedback that I get whenever I tell people that they're God, um, is that they're thinking of it from a very linear God. Yeah. Like there is a white man with a long beard up in the sky sitting on a cloud and he's a meddling God. And if you don't like him, he's going to smite you. Smite. Yeah. <laughs> I know smiting. <laughs> Fire and brimstone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that God. But we have to understand that God is actually mother. God is mother. God is not father. Yes. And when we move out of the paradigm that God is father into a matriarchal paradigm that God is mother, why would your mother smite you? Never. Never. Maybe some, some, some people out there's mom has. Some narcissist mamas. Mm-hmm. But that is not the true archetype of the womb. The womb holds. It holds you through everything that you're going. It's the void doesn't spit you out it's trying to teach you things to let go of so that you can be more present in your life the father is the one that's the domineering i'll smite you i will do all these things could you imagine if god was actually a father we would not be existing right now talking to each other it'd be impossible no it would be impossible but this this is this is why we have war on our planet it's through that patriarchal paradigm that if I don't like what you're doing, I'm going to go and colonize it. I'm going to go and do something about it. I'm going to go. I mean, even the way that um, some parts of the Bible are written where, where we're constantly asking, God, make me stronger. I'm hurting, but make me strong. I'm hurting, but make me stronger so that I, I can endure the pain. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and... When I think of strength, I think of women. Mm-hmm. I think of women because that's an internal strength. Mm-hmm. It's not how many weights can you live, mm-hmm. lift rather. It's not how, how many muscles you got because that's all projection of the things that you lack within. Mm-hmm. If you have to show off these muscles or have to show off your wealth or have to show off anything, mm-hmm. that's a projection. And so when I even think of religion, I just see ego. Like even, even look at religion actually holds the word ego in it. Mm-hmm. E. G and O in that exact order is within religion. Mm-hmm. And it's the ego, it's the projection of the lack within certain people. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm not going to go into all that whole side of, of religion, but I just know for me from a very young age, I just never fully connected with the stories and the parables that were in the Bible in a sense of like 
looking at them. On a deeper level, I get it, mm-hmm. but on how I'm supposed to view God as an angry God and a mm-hmm. jealous God and mm-hmm. a and a spiteful God, mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. It just never made sense. And so we talked about, again, we talked about when we first met, we talked about the knowing. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that. Let's mm-hmm. We're rounding it out a little bit, you know. We're going to make this a little longer, but let's get into the knowing. So the knowing <coughs> is such a feminine aspect, whether you're male, female, non-binary, identifying being, it doesn't matter. These yeah. are archetypes, consciousnesses. Yeah. And a knowing is an intuitive yes. space. Yep. It's not something that has to be proven. Facts come from the masculine, and a knowing comes from the feminine. So masculine always wants to prove things. Show me your, show me your ID. Show me your. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Show me your ID. <laughs> Look at the numbers. What are the numbers on that? <clears throat> um, Give me statistics. <laughs> and this is why the moon was so powerful, you know, before religion came in, because religion is essentially mass propaganda of control. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's what religion was. But if you believe that God is everywhere. Why would you need to control somebody? Yeah. God's there. Yeah. God's speaking to them, walking with them, do, you know, doing their thing. Um, and I think the hardest thing for people to swallow is like, how can I be God? And I say, well, question the God that you know. Yeah. Ask, ask the God that mm. you know. Mm. But in religion, you're not allowed to ask that. <clears throat> cannot. You cannot question God. But if God is so big, can't God encompass every single question that I could ever have of it? Who are you? Who made you? Yes. Where do you come from? Who made me? Do I have the same powers of you? Can I do that thing too? Yeah. If yeah. I was made in your likeliness, show me some stuff. Yeah. Prove it to me. Prove to me that you're God. Why don't you believe that God can receive everything that you're throwing at it? And, but even think about how we're told to talk to God. We're told to talk to God through prayers. Mm-hmm. And prayers are wants. Mm-hmm. Typically, oh, God, please take this pain away. Oh, God, please give me a new house. Oh, God, please. It's requests. They act like God is uh, Amazon. Like, or, mommy, mommy, can I please? Have? Like, like it's, it's that energy. Mm-hmm. And what you told me just now was sounded like surrender. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. Not, when can I get a new <laughs> Birkin bag? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you can get your broken bag. You can, you, you can still have it. Go off. You can still, you can, but here's the thing. You can do whatever you want. You really can. You can do whatever you want. So when people are like, oh my gosh, those people are killing those other people. We should, we should kill them. Okay. If, if, if that's what you really think is going to create peace. Yeah. Because I always say God's not perfect. God's peace. Yeah. God doesn't want you to be perfect. Perfection is a definition created by whiteness consciousness, which you will never be, because even God is not perfect. And they made this perfection look like? It's the virgin. Actually, Uh actually. Let's go. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Actually, virgin in Aramaic just means a woman that is strengthened. has nothing to do with chastity. So Jesus was born of a virgin Mary, but the Pharisees at the time could not conceive how a woman would birth Jesus if she wasn't chosen by the gods. Yeah. So now 
whiteness consciousness has pulled virginity into being a white, pure, clean being. Mm. And it can, that can be the furthest from, furthest from the truth. Yeah. So God is mother first and forward. Yes. And then when we move from that paradigm, we don't say that God is up here. We say God is in here. Because the woman is always in. It's the inner. It's, it's, it's inside. So after that, after God said, you are purpose, um, I kind of just went online and I just started saying that to people. And some people kind of mm. got it. Some people, I mean, still this day, I don't think everyone understands what, what it is that I'm doing. Um, and... Uh, I was practicing human design at the time. I was really like learning human design and understanding it and just trying to understand my energy and how I use my energy and just just so many different things. Um, and human design is the, it, it's a system based off of your natal chart and it has astrology, I Ching, Hindu chakra system, Kabbalah, um, quantum physics, so many things inside Ooh, of it. I love all those. It's amazing. Um, and so I was, I was studying it at the time, and I was getting so many clues and so many insights as to how I could be in alignment so that my purpose could express through me. And um, finally, we get to Michigan, where my husband is from, and we start living at his other brother's house. And I'm still in victim consciousness at this time. Even though I have this knowledge, I'm still in victim consciousness. Like, that's something to note. Yeah. And because, you, like you said, when you, as you step into this prosperity, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, but go ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not an overnight thing. So I want to just put that out for anyone that's feeling like, oh, my gosh, well, I've been doing this thing and it's not working. It's not not working. Keep going. So I was still in victim consciousness at this point. I mean, we were cooking our food on hot plates. Like, we were chopping wood to make the house warm. Cause chopping wood? Chopping wood. You was in Detroit, though, so yep. Michigan. So I know <laughs> a Michigan winner. Yes, chopping wood, walking around with socks on and coats on. And just, I mean, things, I mean, we were in poverty. With two children. With two kids. Yeah. With two kids. Yeah, we were in poverty. We were living in poverty. And, um... And uh, I started asking people if I could do, like, if I could just read their human design because I just wanted to learn more about it. And yeah. I'm very experiential. I need, yes, I read all the books and did all the things, but I'm like, I want to see how this is showing up in our, in our world. Yeah. So I started creating these things called human design soul maps. Mm. And they're basically um, pages of your human design so that you could understand your design and your energy makeup. And um, I think the first month that we did them, I was still making them all by hand. And uh, I, think, I think maybe we made 300 or $600. I don't know. It was the most money at the time that I've ever right. seen. And I was just like, <laughs> we're rich. That's, we three tra <laughs> that's three trays to uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, through just me getting on Instagram, and I just would go live and just talk about God and talk about money and talk about, like, I was sharing these things because I knew that they were true, but I didn't quite believe it yet. And mm -hmm. a belief is just a sum of all the thoughts that you keep thinking. Mm -hmm. 
So I had to just keep thinking it. Even if yes. I didn't believe it yet, I had to just, I am God, I am God, I am God, I am God, I am God. And I would go on and I would tell other people, you are God, you are God, and I am God, and we are God, and we're doing all these amazing things. And I didn't have the belief foundation yet, yeah. but I kept on feeding that. And through Instagram, I met this girl. And I remember we got on a call and she said, you know, people are having um, five, and they're making $5,000 in a month. And I'm like, $5,000 in a month? Right. People are making $5,000 in a month. I was Talking like, about whoa, this is so wild. Design? So, so she looked at me and she's like, you know, the way that you share human design has, like, no, no one's doing it. You know, you could make $5,000 a month. And I get off the phone with her and I'm like, I tell Alex, I'm like, babe, we could make $5,000. <laughs> My whole world was just it like, was like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going from $600 and she, and she didn't owe me anything. Like, she wasn't, she yeah. just was saying, like, there's something special about the way that you talk about the system. I think a lot of people would resonate with it. So I remember in that day I wrote down, God, if it's possible, <laughs> I would love to experience $5,000. This divine currency, this divine coins. <laughs> I, well, divine currency hadn't come to me at that point. Okay, okay. So we finished up. So we started off May, and that May we made $14,000. Wow. Just from pure innocence of this is a possibility that could happen. I, I just wow. was like, remember that scale I was telling you, the need, want, desire, desire, experience. I had tapped, I had like timeline jumped right into experience. Yo. Just by saying, this is a possibility, like being just happy about, a I didn't have the $5,000. I was yeah. just excited about the possibility of experiencing it. So every month after that, it just climbed, climbed, climbed. And I remember in January, I went on Instagram, and this girl was celebrating 100K month. And I was like, that's so cool. Oh, so you be playing. <laughs> you be like, you be like, ooh, okay, 100K. So I told God, I said, God, it would be so fun to experience 100K month. And the next month, we had 100K month. Wow. In February. Wow. Yeah. It's just a game. Did you cry? I didn't cry. I was like, I want 200K now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just want to just, just try it I out. I just want to try it I out. I just want to see what it feels like. <laughs> I, just, I just want to try it out. I mean, no biggie. <laughs> it's no biggie. If it doesn't come, it's okay. I I'm just totally want to experience. Because I chop wood. <laughs> I know how to chop wood. What's up? I experienced chopping wood. That was fun. We and did now it. I'm done. <laughs> so, holla at your girl. Wow. So that's now that's just what I do. Like Man. I said, oh my God, it would be so cool to live in Bali. And Bali wow. was open for two weeks and we got in. And you moved to Bali. This yeah. story is Ooh, yes. it's the wonder of God. Something I get up every single day and I say is that my beingness and my words are conduits of miraculous healing. Because I so deeply believe in miracles. Like it's not this God the Father is creating it. I'm fucking creating the miracles. Yeah. Me. I'm giving the credit to me. Yes. I mean, we are all miracles. Mm -hmm. Even if you think about the idea of being born, mm -hmm. the odds of you being born into this body, being up your parents meeting, your the magic of their parents meeting, the magic of, of the sperm going into the egg, mm -hmm. the magic of the nine months and whatever mm -hmm. it is, we're all miracles. Mm -hmm. so and then if we, we think so lowly of ourselves mm. and don't ask for anything. Mm. And you just think one day God's going to come and save you. And Jazz is here. Her purpose is to help you remember that you're the miracle. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, well, <laughs> next question. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's so f- fascinating to me whenever I talk to someone and I'm like able to like pop th- that cherry of you are God. The, the way that they look at me is like, are you okay? And I say, are you okay? Because how sad has it been to have forgotten this? Jess, well, thank you. (laughs) I really want to thank you. Uh, This has been so amazing. I, I personally feel like me and you have a lot more work and connections to do. Uh, I don't know if you feel like that, but I feel like that. Um, And I think this episode, this moment, this, this connection has been so beautiful. So, um, Without further ado, I know I want to bring this episode to a close. I don't really have any other questions. I just I know when you're in this space, you can't ask any more questions. It's it's I'm here. Yeah, you're just here. I'm just here. So, yeah. where can the people find you, Jazz? Um, on Instagram, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at the moon dot mother, um, and our website is Moon Dust Our Mother. That's still where we do human design. And if you guys are interested in human design, I mean. It's it's a fascinating, fascinating thing. It just teaches you it teaches you how to calibrate to your own energy. Yeah. Instead of trying to be somebody else that you're not. Wow. Be who you are and who you are is always God. Mm. Jazz, thank you so much. You have no idea how much this meant, but you kind of do. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We're actually going to do a little bonus addendum because I'm about to get into my human design. But for now, we're going to bring this to a close. And I just want to thank my guest, Jazz. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Just thank her for bringing me to her space. And uh, I will catch you all on the next episode. Peace out.